love Vince. What a cool video that was. You know what's amazing? What's always great is seeing people within the, within the, the body of Christ take the principles from the, word God, from the word of God and implement them into their lives and just seeing the results of that. The, desul- the results are undeniable. You can't deny the goodness of God when we take his principles and we make them a part of our daily lives. How's everybody doing this morning? Elevate Ministries Sunday morning second service. We had an awesome first service, and this has already been an awesome second service. Everybody looks amazing and wonderful. We want to welcome you to Elevate. Uh, Thank you for being a part of our service today. For everybody watching on the live stream, wherever you are in this world, we want to thank you for joining in with us and being a part of what God is doing here. You know, I'm really excited. The last song that we just sang today, which is a new original for our worship team, we, we, we introduced it last week and we sang it this week and it just feels like this song's got some momentum to it already, man. It, it's awesome to see people engaging uh, with that song and I'm really excited to announce that that song's gonna be releasing this Friday. Uh, so this song's gonna be online this Friday. And also it'll be on the album when the album comes out at our conference, which we're also very excited about. I got a few announcements for you this morning as we get started. Uh, Just a few quick announcements. The first of which is that tonight, somebody say tonight, across the street at our amazing vault building, we're going to be having our conference crew night. Yes. And if you're wondering what is that, our conference crew night is going to be where we get together and we have a sort of pre-conference rally. We're going to rally together knowing that our conference is on its way. I know that our worship team, we're going to be singing three brand new songs from the album tonight uh, just to, so you guys can kind of hear them and kind of start getting used to them because we're going to start doing them here and it's all the better if we all know how they go. Um, but we're excited. We're going to be doing a lot of things. We're going to vote on a t-shirt that we're going to be selling at conference. So you're going to be able to look and say, I don't like that one. I don't like that one, but that one I like. I'm going to buy that one and put a vote down on that. We're going to do that. Pastor Adam is going to address uh, everybody that's there and talk about his heart as we move forward towards our conference. And we're just really excited. We invite everyone, say everyone, every single person that's here this morning to be a part of the conference crew night tonight over at the vault at 6 p.m. It's going to be an awesome time. We're going to really enjoy it together. And then, of course, we know that from on March 8th through the 10th, we've got our conference, which we're excited about. And the, the theme of our conference this year is you. You. It's all about him. And we're so excited about this conference. We've done a lot of conferences over the years. Elevate has been putting on conferences since long before uh, my wife and I have been a part of this ministry. But uh, I'm really excited about this conference specifically. And I think that there's a lot of anticipation for this conference because what we're doing at this conference, the only goal is to, is to contend for the presence of God. We're going to contend for his presence. And we're going to say, God, it's all about you. And that's all it is. So we're really excited about this conference. We've got an amazing guest speaker named Russell B. Johnson, uh, which I know a lot of people have started following him ever since we released that information. And Russell uh, Johnson, uh, he pastors a church in Snohomish, Washington. And Washington isn't exactly a state that looks terribly kindly on churches, uh, especially Christian churches. And so this guy, he's, he's kind of running against the grain of his state. And you know what? God is blessing his church in a really powerful way and doing an amazing work up there. So we're really excited to have him at our conference. It's going to be really, really powerful and really awesome. 
awesome. So we're very, very excited about that. And we encourage you, give God the weekend. Give God the weekend. It's the 8th through the 10th, Friday through Sunday. Give God the weekend. And we believe that you're going to be blessed. Amen. One last announcement that we have. As we come up on our conference, you know, uh, what we want to do is we want to prepare our facilities for our conference. There's a number of things that, that are kind of starting to get to a point where we need to, we need to do a little bit of work. We need to do, uh, fix up a couple of things. And so what we're announcing is that we are going to have an Elevate Work Day, and that is going to be Saturday, March 2nd. March 2nd, Saturday from 9 to 12, three hours, only three hours, a small commitment for any of us to make. But we're encouraging anybody that would say, hey, the house of God is important to me. I'll tell you one thing right now. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there and I'm excited to make the house of God what it needs to be because it is worth my time. God's house is worth my time. So we're looking for a couple of things specifically. We're looking for a couple of people that can do a little bit of drywall work. We're looking for a, a, quite a few people that would say, I can paint a wall. Is there anybody here that would lift up their hand and say, I can paint a wall? No hands are going, thank you. There's a hand, but there's a couple of hands. Now we're talking. Now, nah, but we're looking for some people that can paint some walls, some people that can do some simple fixing things all around our facilities. So if you, have, if you want to be a part of that or if you have any questions, come see me after the service or you can see Mr. John Crary. Is he here right now or he might be in the back? doing something, but you can see John Crary, we just so we can get an idea of how many people will be there, but we're going to do that. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Amen. I don't know if there are any kids still in here, but if there are, you, uh, you guys are dismissed to go to eKids. We are so grateful for our eKids ministry, uh, our eKids department, and our department leader there, Julie Robles, who is really... She has really put together a fantastic team of people that have a heart to see our younger generation not just get entertained in the back, but get taught about the Word of God just like we are out here. So it's an amazing ministry. We are so grateful for them. I've got four kids back there right now, and boy, am I grateful for our kids' ministry. Matt, I'm, I'm excited because my in-laws are here today, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. And, uh, and let me just say, they, they have seen my kids for the last few days, and they can understand perfectly well why I'm so excited about having our kids' ministry take them away and usher them into another room, and, and they can enjoy them just as much as I enjoy them. Amen. Are you, are you with us this morning? Is everybody awake? Are you ready to dive into what God is speaking to us today? Today, we are in the middle of a really fantastic theme called Re-Evaluate. Now, how many have enjoyed this, this theme so far? How many have enjoyed this theme? We've been doing this for the last two weeks. This has been a powerful theme. It's already been so good. And let me, let, me, let me just say, this is a theme where we're going through the values that make us who we are here at Elevate Ministries. We're going through the values that we hold. And listen, if you're new to Elevate or you're relatively new to Elevate uh, you, and you're hearing these values preached for the first time, let me tell you something. Uh, it won't take long for you to spend time here at Elevate before you realize that we don't just have values. We do have values, but we don't just have them, we put them into action. We put them into action here. It's very important that we practice what we preach here at Elevate. And I'm so excited and very honored to be able to, uh, to, be able to speak during this month's theme of re-evaluate. 
Because let me tell you something, this is an important theme. I know we go through our, our values once a year. I recognize that. But it's so important that we do so. It's so important that we go through these values because the theme reevaluate reestablishes these values in our lives. It establishes them. It's, it's important that we keep coming back to these values, reminding ourselves about them, especially now. Why? Well, because we've got our conference coming up and we're about to put all of our effort into, into who our God is. But let me tell you something. By the time we get there, we need to know who we are. We need to understand who we are so that when we get there, we can put all of our effort, not into ourselves, but into God's presence. And so we need to know who we are. I remember a few years ago, Pastor Adam spoke a message that always resonated with my heart. And the kind of the catchphrase of that message was, when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. Does anybody remember that message? When you know who you are, you'll know what to do. We, so we push for these values. We push for these values, not because, you know, they're slick sayings and phrases that were, that were developed by a clever leadership. No, we, we, we value these values because they were established within us by God himself through the revelation of his word. How many know what I'm talking about? These values were established in us by God himself through the revelation of his word. Two weeks ago, Pastor Drew talked about the word. He talked about how God's word is our blueprint. And it's not just the foundation of our Christian faith, but it's a crystal clear template and a framework by which we construct our relationship with God, with our families, with each other, our church, and ourself. And the values that elevate are broken up into four categories. Four categories. We've gone through two of them already over the past two weeks. But in the first week of this theme, we talked about, Pastor Drew spoke a really powerful message about the category of priority. Priority. Say priority. And listen, the values in the category of priority are without question the most important values that we hold. They're the most important values that we hold. And the reason for that is because every other value that we have stands on those two values. The values of priority. What are they? Jesus is front and center and God's word is our blueprint. Can somebody say amen? So Pastor Drew spoke about how Jesus and the word of God are one and the same. If you follow Jesus, then you need to follow his word. And if you're following his word, guess what? You are following Jesus. They are one in the same. And he talked about how, you know, we know that Jesus brings the grace. Jesus died for our sins. It's wonderful. We, we love what Jesus did for us. But the word of God brings about truth. And so we live by grace, but we live in truth. We walk in truth. It's, it's this dynamic between Jesus and the word of God. We can't just live under just his grace. We need to walk in his truth and we need to walk. How many remember that message? What a powerful message that was. What an awesome time we had that, that, uh, that week. You know, it's all about Jesus here at Elevate Ministries. How many know what I'm talking about? It's all about Jesus. You know, the first time that I was ever in California, it was about 15 years ago, I was touring out here with an old band of mine, and I, I noticed something about California people that, that I, I didn't really see back in Pennsylvania. And it was this. I remember I, I, I blew a trailer tire, uh, and I don't remember where, I think I was in Brea, and, uh, and I blew a trailer tire. And the people that we were with, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I know a guy. I know a guy. He'll get you fixed right up. I know a guy. Don't worry. 
And I began to notice the more time I spent in California, and since my wife and I moved here, I began to notice that everything is, I know a guy. Everything is, I know a guy. You got problems with your car? Oh, bro, don't worry. Bro, I know a guy. I know a guy. Don't worry. He'll get your car fixed right up. It's no problem. I know a guy. Oh, you got an issue at your house? Oh, your, 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 this thing is broken or that thing is broken? Oh, bro, don't worry. I know a guy. I know a guy. He'll come right over here. He'll fix you right up. He'll take care of you. No problem. All through our lives, it's, I know a guy. It's, I know a guy. Well, let me tell you something. Here at Elevate Ministries, we know a guy. We know a guy. Come on, we know a guy, and his name is Jesus, and we put him front and center of who we are. So let me tell you something. If you're here in this place this morning, and you're hurting, if you're here today and you're hurting, you're struggling through this thing called life, let me tell you something. I know a guy. Let me tell you something. Don't worry. I know a guy. I know a guy. And if, you're, if you and your spouse, you guys have hit a rough patch in your marriage, and you came in today, but you guys, things are on the rocks a little bit, don't worry. I know a guy. I know, someone say, I know a guy. I know a guy. Listen, if you suck at finances and you got way too much month at the end of your money, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I know a guy. Don't even worry about it. I know a guy. He'll, he'll teach you exactly how to do that just right and make it all work. I know a guy. I know a guy. If you came in here this morning and you're bound up in addiction, any kind of addiction, whatever it might be, come here, come here. Let me tell you something. I know a guy. I know a guy. Forget everything you knew about your addiction. He'll get you fixed right up. Let me tell you something. And listen, what this guy's going to give you is like nothing you've ever had. It's going to blow your socks off. I know a guy. Someone say, I know a guy. I know a guy. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about his word. He is our priority. How many know what I'm talking about? And last week, Pastor Carl spoke a really tremendous message about the second category of our values, and that is identity. And this could come from no one better than Pastor Carl, because the values within identity are the values that he established from the very beginning of the ministry of Elevate. How many remember what he said? This is something that we've been hearing for all the years that we've been here. It is this, you are important in God's plan. How many remember that? You are important in God's plan. He spoke about the importance of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us are important. He spoke about God's example of a body. We're all part of a body, all working together. Every part is important. And he spoke about this, and as he was doing so, I started thinking about all the people that I'm so grateful for here at Elevate. I couldn't help but sit here listening to that message and just think, man, there are so many people that I am so grateful for. People like Jesse. People like Jesse, who's here every Sunday, every single Wednesday. He's here every single Saturday morning at Saturday morning prayer. He's out parking cars constantly, all the time. He's just being a servant. I'm so thankful for Jesse. People like Nemi and IJ, who are just an amazing family. And they, they place their kids in the house of God, raising a godly family. I'm so grateful for these people. I'm talking about Anthony, who's relatively new here at, at Elevate Ministries, up here slapping the bass, right? He's up here playing the bass. We're so grateful for Anthony. I'm talking about people like Darcy, who's doing so many things behind the scenes that no one knows about, and is such a giving person. I'm talking about people like Skyler, who's relatively new also, but he's in a part of our, our security team, making sure that you are safe today. Amen. And I'm thinking about people like Scotty, and Johnny, and Rosie, and Jacqueline, and Angel. How grateful are you for all the amazing people here? Amazing people. Listen, 
Listen, we are all important in God's plan. It's all part of the category of values called identity. And the category that I wanna talk about this morning is the category of activity. Can somebody say activity? Now, within this category of values, there are three values. Three values that we wanna talk about today. But in order to fully understand those values, we have to understand a very key aspect about how our God operates. We need to understand something about our God, and I wanna explore this to you today in the book of Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two. Now in this chapter, it talks about the day of Pentecost. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase a, a bit just because for the sake of time, I'm gonna paraphrase a bit, but the day of Pentecost was a day that changed the entire course of history forever. The day of Pentecost is when God poured out his spirit on his people. And the Bible says that the disciples, they were all gathered together in an upper room. They were gathered together. Someone say together, together. They were together, together. They were in unity. They were praying. They were seeking God. And the Bible says that God sent a mighty rushing wind a mighty rushing wind. It would have been a very, a very uh, extreme experience. And the Bible says that as this wind hit, that, that it says that divided tongues like fire rested upon each and every one of them. And the Bible says that they began to speak in different languages. They began to speak in new tongues. It was an unbelievable miracle. They're speaking in different languages as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. So these were languages that they didn't already know. And it says that at that time in Jerusalem where the disciples were, there were people from all over the world, from every nation. I'm not sure, I don't know if there was some kind of festival or if there was something going on, but it says that there are people from all over the world that were there in Jerusalem at that time. And when the people heard this mighty rushing wind, they all started to gather to where the disciples were. They started to gather around where the disciples were and as these multitudes gathered around, the Bible says that Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says that he looked out at the multitudes and he began to speak. And then the Holy Spirit prompted him, he began to speak and he preached the very first gospel message that day. He talked about the forgiveness of sins. He talked about repentance. He talked about Jesus and Jesus' death on the cross and how he was raised back to life again. It's an incredible message. And the Bible says this in verse 37 and 38. It says, now when they heard this, the multitudes, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then we jump ahead to verse 41, it says this. It says, so those who received his word were baptized and there were added that day three excuse me, 3,000 souls into the kingdom of God. Here's what, here's what I'm trying to get at today from this story. It went from a few followers following Jesus in a room, having one encounter with Jesus, having one encounter with the Holy Spirit, and it resulted in 3,000 souls getting saved that very day. Here's what we need to understand about God. God is a God of multiplication. 
He's a God of multiplication. God's MO is taking something that seems so insignificant and turning it into something extraordinary. That is what our God does. We see this all throughout the Bible. We see Jesus feeding 5,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish. It's a miracle of multiplication. We see it when God promises a childless Abraham and he says, and he says I'm going to Excuse me a second. <clears throat> and God says, God says, I'm going to establish my covenant with you and your children and your children's children, and your descendants are going to be like the stars in the sky. It's multiplication. I'm talking about God using Gideon's 300 men to defeat an army of 135,000 soldiers. It's multiplication. I'm talking about in the Old Testament, a widow who has a small amount of oil. And God multiplies the small amount of oil that she has so that she can use it to sell it and pay her debts. It's multiplication. And God takes a shepherd boy, making him a king who conquers nations. This is all throughout the Bible. God is a God of multiplication. Someone say multiplication. And all of the values within our category of activity this morning, all of these values are tied to directly to this aspect of who our God is and how he works. All of these values are tied to the fact that he is a multiplier. He's a multiplier. He's a multiplier of our faith. He's a multiplier of our focus. And he's a multiplier of our movement. Everything that God creates, he designs to work within his principle of multiplication. Everything works within his principle of multiplication. Listen, God didn't design you and I to be carriers of values. He designed us to be multipliers of his principles. He designed us to be multipliers of his principles. We don't just have values. You and I are multipliers because God is a multiplying God. And when we understand this about the God that we serve, then the category of activity that we're going to talk about this morning becomes a whole lot more important. God is a multiplying God. So we're going to start today with the very first category, or excuse me, the very first value within this category, and that is this, faith. Someone say faith. Say it louder. Say faith. 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 And we say it like this. We have big dreams, and we take small steps. We have big dreams, and we take small steps. Now, how many know that here at Elevate, at this church, we've got some big dreams, Come on, every year we have our conference and we talk about some big dreams. We are a church that is full of big dreams and this is a value of faith. This is a value of our faith. What does the Bible say about faith? Well, here's a scripture that you might recognize, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. It says, now faith, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and it's the assurance about what we do not see. It's the confidence in what we hope for, and it's the assurance in what we do not see. Now this scripture makes an important distinction between faith and hope. Because if you didn't know this, faith and hope are not the same thing. Faith and hope are not the same thing. Oftentimes we, we get these two mixed up. We think, well, because I'm hoping for something and I'm hoping that this is gonna happen, that means I've got faith. That means I've got faith that it's gonna happen. Well, not really. Faith and hope are not the same thing. See, listen, hope requires nothing and hope achieves nothing. 
Hope requires nothing and it achieves nothing. Now that's not to say that hope isn't a good thing. Hope is a very good thing, but hope within itself has really no utility apart from maybe a little bit of encouragement for the person doing the hoping. But other than that, hope in itself, it doesn't do much of anything. Let's put it this way. Think about a, a football coach. Sorry, Ray. And any Niners fans out there, sorry, you guys. Just football was on the brain when I was putting this message together. But let's think about a football coach. Now, the football coach is going to gather, he's going to gather his team together before the game, right? He's going to gather his team together, you know, in the, in the locker room for the big pregame pet talk before they run out on the field and everybody cheers. So just imagine a coach and he's, he's, he's getting all the players together and he's, you know, they're all pumped up. They're like, you know, whatever, whatever players do when they're pumped up, you know, they probably, something like that, I would imagine. But they're all pumped up, they're ready and they're ready for this speech. Man, our coach is going to fire us up, man. Whatever he's going to say, it's about to give us all kinds of passion, right? And the coach leans in front of all the guys and he says, Gentlemen, I hope we win this game. You'll never see that happen. You'll never see a coach do that. Faith, on the other hand, faith takes what we hope for, what we are hoping, and just like the scripture says, it mixes it with some confidence. It mixes it with confidence. It takes what we can't see, and it makes us certain that we will see it. Faith takes what we can't see, and it makes us certain that we will see it. Listen, faith is not timid. Faith is not shy. Hope is shy. Hope is, oh, I, I hope, I hope. Hope is timid. Hope is questioning. Hope is uncertain. But listen, faith is the opposite of that. Faith, as we read, is confident. Faith is bold. Faith is unwavering. Where hope says, Whoa, maybe, faith says, heck yes. Are there any heck yes people in here today? Faith says, heck yes. And the reason that there is power in our faith is because faith produces more faith. Faith produces more faith. Faith was designed by a God who multiplies. And for that reason, faith was designed to be a multiplier. Faith was designed to multiply. In other words, your faith isn't added to my faith. Your faith multiplies my faith. Your faith multiplies my faith because when my faith is being challenged and someone that I know speaks their faith into my life and they say, hey, what, are you, what you're believing for, I have faith. I'm confident that that is gonna happen in your life because I believe in a powerful God. I have no doubts in my, li- in my, in my faith that that will happen, that can happen for you. What does it do? It grows my faith. My faith begins to increase. This is why you and I must always speak our faith to each other. We can't just have faith. We gotta speak faith. Come on, are there any faith speakers in this church today? We've gotta speak our faith. Listen, there's a lot of people that don't live by this faith principle of multiplication, but they're living their life living by simple, boring, old addiction. Addition. What does that mean? It means they simply add to the problem. They're adding to the problem. No, but God called you and I to not add to a problem, but to engage with each other's faith and grow in faith together. Are you still here with me, Elevate? Is there anybody in the place today? Faith breeds confidence in what we are hoping for. And the reason that faith can be confident and the reason that it can stand so secure is because faith doesn't work alone. 
Faith doesn't work by itself. Listen, faith is a predecessor. Faith precedes reality. Faith is a precursor to progress and a prophesier of possibilities. It's a prophesier of possibilities and it doesn't work by itself alone. And we say it like this, we've got big dreams and we take small steps. Someone say small steps. Small steps, faith works in lockstep with small steps. It works in lockstep with small steps because if faith is all that it ever is, then it's really kind of hard to call it faith. Why is that? It's because faith is designed to produce something. Faith is designed to produce. Faith is designed to bring what is unseen into what is seen. Faith is designed to bring the invisible into what is visible. Faith and small steps work hand in hand. Our big dreams are a sign that we have big faith. But our small steps are the product of the principles that our faith possesses. I'm gonna say that again. Our big dreams are a sign that we have big faith, but our small steps are the product of the principles that our faith possesses. Are you still here today? Everywhere that you find real faith, you will find small steps. Everywhere where you see real, true, passionate faith, you will see someone taking small steps, moving forward. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, it says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. So according to the scripture today, the faith that pleases our God the faith that pleases God is accompanied by the obedience to his word. Amen? The faith that pleases God is the faith that is accompanied by our obedience to his word. James chapter 2 verse 17 says this. It says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, it's what? It's dead. Faith that is not accompanied by action, it's dead. So listen, if faith can be dead due to a lack of action, then it would appear to me that in order to keep our faith alive, you gotta give it something to eat. In order for your faith to stay alive, you gotta feed it something. What does faith eat? I'll tell you. You might already know the answer to this considering what we have just been talking about. Faith eats small steps. Faith consumes small steps. You cannot have faith without taking small steps. You can't have it. God designed faith to be an amazing multiplier, but faith will die unless it has something to multiply. Found something very interesting. You know, the word multiply, if you look back in the origins of the word, which is always fun to do because it usually will surprise you where words come from. But the word multiply comes from two, two different uh, old words. It comes from the Latin word multis, which means multi, no surprise there. But it comes from the word, the Indo-European word plek, which means to plate, P-L-A-I-T. And you're thinking, who cares? Well. We don't really use the word plate very often, but, and actually most of us probably don't even know what the word plate means, but let me tell you what it means. The word plate means to join three or more pieces of hair or string-like material by putting them over each other in a special pattern. 
So the word multiply actually means multi-braids. And what's interesting about this, I'm gonna share it with you today. What's super interesting about this is, how many know the longer a braid is, the more impressive a braid is? The longer a braid is, the more impressive, the more beautiful, it's longer. Wow, what an amazing braid. It's such an amazing thing. But the, the thing about a braid is, a braid can only continue for as long as it is provided with something to braid. It can only continue as long as there's something to braid. The braid ends when it runs out of whatever material is being braided. It, it, it runs out and that's the end of the braid. So as long as the material is being provided, the braid has the potential of getting longer and longer and become more and more impressive. And the same is true about your faith today. The same is true about our faith. As long as we provide our faith with the small step material that it thrives on, our faith becomes longer, it becomes stronger, it becomes more impressive and more beautiful. But here's the thing, the the faith that you have cannot exceed the last step that you've taken. The faith that you have can't exceed the last step that you've taken. So what was the last step that you took in faith? What is the last step that you said, I'm taking this step in faith? What's the last step you've taken? Because listen, if we say, oh man, I have faith that my church is going to grow. Oh man, I've got so much faith that our church, Elevate Ministries, it's going to grow. Well, every one of these empty seats, we're going to see these filled. I believe it by faith. I'm believing it by faith. But then we don't share the love of God to the world around us, if we don't do that, then we don't allow the faith that we say we had to live. If we don't take the steps to put our faith into action. If I say, I have, I have faith that God is going to bless my life. If I say, I've got faith, oh my God's going to bless me. He's going to bless me coming in and he's going to bless me going out. He's going to bless me from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west. But then I don't tithe. I don't give and I'm not generous with what God has given to me, if I don't do that, then the faith that I claimed that I had is only just some empty words. It's only just some empty words. Faith and small steps work together. Are you with me, Elevate? But listen, what I love about our church, what I love about Elevate Ministries, is that we take this value and we put it into action. We take this value, we put into action. When we say that we have faith for something, then immediately we start thinking and we start planning and we start designing and we start writing and we start building and we start including and we start engaging. And listen, everything that you see here today, look around, everything that you see here today, everything, every message that you hear from this, from this platform every single week, everything, the songs that we sing on a weekly basis, the songs that God has given to us, or the facilities that we enjoy, everything from the welcome that you got coming into the door to the coffee that you enjoyed from the cafe, everything is a product of what was once someone's simple faith. It was all a product of someone's simple faith. Faith is a producer and it thrives on small steps. We have big dreams and we take small steps, amen. All right, let's move to the next value that we're gonna talk about this morning in our category of activity, and that is focus. Someone say focus, focus. 
And we say it like this. We say, God's calling deserves my full attention. God's calling deserves my full attention. Now, if you go out into our foyer, you can see all of the values that we hold on this wall, right behind that wall right there, over, by, over beside the, the connect booth. All the values, these three values are near the bottom of the list. They're all up there. I encourage you every single time that you come through, just remind yourself of the values that we hold so that we can put these values to work in our daily lives. God's calling deserves my full attention. This is a value of focus. This is a value of focus. But what are we focusing on? What are we focusing on today? You know, God has placed within each and every one of us a call to action. He's placed a calling deep within our hearts. It's a call to action. But in order for us to know what he's called us to, what he's called us to do, then we need to see what he has called us to see. How many know that we can't do what he's called us to do until we see what he wants us to see? You know, the great thing about God is that before he expects something from us, he models the process for us. He models the process for us. He displays this in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. I'm going to read it to you right now. It says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Two genders, baby, deal with it. Let's rock and roll. No, but listen, in this, in this verse, God, God sort of gives himself a sort of call to action. Now, God just finished creating the world. He just said, let there be light. He just said, let there be, uh, let, there be uh, let the waters part and let, let, the, let the ground come up out of the depths of the ocean. He said, let there be animals on the earth. And he said, let there be birds in the air. Let there be plants and all these amazing things. And he said, all these things are good. But then God says, I want to create man. Okay, well, what does that look like? And God answers that question by saying, I want to make him in my likeness. I want to make him in my likeness. And because God can see what that would look like, God created man. And this is a format that God developed. This is a format that he developed and he designed it for you and I to follow. To recognize the call, to see the design, and to follow that design in order to achieve the desired outcome. You know, the reason that God was able to create this format is because God dwells outside of the confinements of time and space. And for that reason, he was able to see what doesn't exist and to bring it into existence. But what is amazing about this is that even though you and I are bound by time and space, God has given us the exact same ability through this value of our focus. He's given us the exact same ability. He's given us the ability to see something before it exists. And how do we do this? How, how, do, we look, how do we look and see something before it exists? It's simple. We look into the future. We look into the future. Now you're, some people are looking at me like, this is getting a little weird, you know, looking into the future. No, listen, let me, let me explain. God has made us able to step out of the boundaries of the here and now and to see something that does not yet exist and then look back at our present with a picture of what's possible. 
God has given you and I a unique ability to look into the future at what doesn't yet exist and to say, I want to see that now. I want to see that happen right here and right now. Someone look at the person next to you and say, man, I'm a time traveler. Or don't. It's cool too, you know, if you don't want to. No, I'm a time traveler. I'm a time traveler. A perfect example. Right before I came up here, there was an amazing video that Vince put together. Now, Vince put this video together. It's a, a tremendous testimony video of what God has done in his finances. But just imagine if the day that Vince said, I'm going to make a video, and he just walked up to his camera and he hit the record button and he just sat down, twiddled his thumbs maybe a little bit, nothing would have gotten done. But because Vince was able to stand there and say, okay, I want to make a video, but here's what I want this video to look like. Now, here's what I see. I can see myself sitting in front of a really nice wall with maybe a computer screen in the back. Yeah, that's a good idea. A good computer screen. It'll look nice because I work with computers. Yeah, and on the computer, it's going to have Elevate Ministries on it. That's a good idea. And you know what I'm going to do in this video? I'm going to talk. And I'm going to talk about an amazing testimony that God's done in my family and about how God has done an amazing work in our finances. Yeah, I'm going to put this video together. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to edit this video. I'm going to make it look good. I'm going to put the colors just right. You know what? We're going to play this video on a Sunday morning so that a lot of people can be blessed by my testimony. Maybe I can build their faith a little bit. And then as Vince was able to look into the future and see what this video would look like, he was then able to record this video, edit this video, make it look how he wanted it to look, and then here you see it this morning. But this video at one point did not exist. That video at one point did not exist. Pastor Carl spoke last week about how even though Elevate Ministries didn't yet exist, God's calling on his life challenged him to look beyond the present and to see a multiracial, multi-ethnic, multinational ministry that would change our world one, one person at a time. God gave him the ability to see into the future. See into the future. This is called vision. This is called vision, and God has made it possible for every single one of us to operate in this capability. And listen, not everybody does, but let me tell you something, everybody can. Everybody can. Every one of us can operate like this. Vision allows us to take the calling which was put within us by God, look into our future at what that could look like, and then develop a schematic for it and build it right here, in, right here and right now. Are you still with me? Good deal. You know, here's the thing. If you and I are called by God, and we are, if you and I are called by God, then you and I are responsible for putting this value into action. If we are called, if you have a calling on your life, then you are responsible to put this into action in your life. We hear it from this stage all the time. Pastor Adam says this all the time. Get out what's in your heart. It's one of the values that we hold here. Get out what God's placed in your heart. Because when you do that, then what God wants to get done through you can get done. Get out what's in your heart. This requires focus. This requires our focus because God's calling deserves my full attention. And what's so cool is that 
As soon as we look beyond what we can see in the natural, then God is able to multiply the possibilities of what we can envision. God is a multiplier, and then he helps us accomplish what he gave for us to see. 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Listen. When we look into God's realm of possibilities, what we are seeing are eternal options. We're seeing eternal options because God is a multiplier. He designed this so that we would see with his eyes. So that when we look at our calling, we see with his eyes. When we look at our problems, we see them with his eyes. When we look at our families, when we look at ourselves, we are seeing them with his eyes. When we look at our church and when we look at others outside of our church, we are seeing with his eyes. This value is for you and I to put into action in every area of our life. Every single area of our life. We see what's in front of us. We look into the future and have a vision of what can be. And then we take the steps to create what doesn't yet exist, but God says is possible. Amen. Are you still here? We are called by God to change our world one person at a time. And let me tell you something. God's calling deserves my full attention. This is a great value, and it's a value of focus. You know, we can see this where, we, where this took place just recently. Last year at our conference, we rolled out a whole bunch of different big dreams that we had. And one of those dreams was to redo what we used to call our resource room, which is right across from the bathrooms over here. And that resource room, if you remember, that resource room was just a tragedy. How many, how many remember all of the teams? If you're a part of a team here, or, or if you're, if you're a, a, a team member of any kind here, you've been in that room and you, you walked around and every time you walk in, you're stepping over stuff and, and, and you're trying to find things and just just a, a heap of, of rubbish everywhere. And, and we said, you know what? One of our big dreams for this year is that we are going to turn that from, from uh, the resource room, what a boring name, from the resource room, and it's going to become Elevate Central. Ooh, that sounds good. And we decided we're going to make this Elevate Central. So immediately in our office, we started to think and we started to plan. Okay, what do we want this to look like? Oh, Elevate Central. What a great name. Okay, well, we want, what, what's the point of the room? Well, we want everyone to have everything that they need. And we want everything to be in its place. If you know anything about Pastor Adam, everything must be exactly where it belongs. Everything in its place. Well, well let's, we can build some cabinetry. And every single one of our teams, every single one of our departments can have a cabinet for everything that they need and it's all right there and it's all perfect. And then we were like, hey, just great. Just check this out. It's a great idea. We can, we can, above the room, we can take plywood and we can put it above the room and then we can take stuff upstairs and store all the stuff that we don't need upstairs. What a great idea. It's an awesome idea. Oh, better yet, check this out. Oh, I got a great idea for you. Okay, so in order to get the stuff upstairs, we could build a freight elevator. A freight elevator. Yes, a freight elevator. What does that look like? Well, we have this elevator that comes down out of the ceiling and it lowers itself all the way down to the ground and we can just load it up with stuff. We can load it up with boxes and we can load it up with all kinds of supplies and then raise it back up into the ceiling where everything can be put away where it belongs. What an awesome idea. Let's go build it. 
And that's exactly what we've done. If you haven't seen it yet, I encourage you, go across from the bathrooms right here in the foyer and check out, check out Elevate Central. It's an awesome room where we have some of our values plastered all over the place. We are together, together. Better is better than best. Everything that we need is back there, ready to go. Can somebody say amen? But this is how it's supposed to work in our lives. We're supposed to look and see the things that need to be worked on. See the things that need to be worked on and to look into the future at what those things can look like and then to bring that into existence in the here and now. So just ask yourself the question, what do I need to work on in my life? What areas of my life need some work? And then ask God to give you his eyes and he will do it. Are you with me today? Let's move on to the last, the last value within our category of activity today. The last value that we have is movement. Can somebody say movement? Movement. Movement, I love this one. We say it like this, better is better than best. Better is better than best. Now you might, if you're anything like me, when I heard this for the first time, I thought, uh, like it's kind of like, what? better is better than best? What does that mean? Well, let's talk about it, because this is an amazing value that we hold here today. This value, listen, this value is the reason why we, why the previous values, or excuse me, this value is the reason why we put the previous values into action in our life. This is the whole reason why we put those values into action. It's because who we are and what we do should be constantly improving. We should be constantly improving. We should be constantly improving. And you might, you might be out there and say today, you might say, well, yes, but aren't, aren't we supposed to strive for the best that we can be? Well, the answer might really surprise you. No, no. And you might sit there right now and you're thinking, how, nah, what, mm, I don't know, I don't know about that. Well, let me tell you something. Why is it that we're not supposed to strive for the best that we can be? I'll tell you, because we'll never be able to achieve it. We'll never be able to achieve it. And listen, even if we could, then everything that Jesus did for us would be completely unusable. Jesus came and he died and to bring us to salvation and to give us his righteousness because we can't be the best that we can be. We can't be the best, the best that we can be. And so often the mistake in our minds is that God wants us to strive for perfection and that's not the case. God doesn't want us to strive for perfection but God is not asking for our perfection, he's asking for our obedience. He's not asking for your perfection. He's asking for your obedience. There's some people out there that you're hearing that and you're saying, oh, thank the Lord. If you're like me, you're saying, oh, thank God, because I can't be perfect. Perfection is not how I'm wired, and I'd be willing to guess that it's not how you're wired either. Perfection is not what God's asking for. He's asking for your obedience. And listen, improvement is a product of our obedience to God. Improvement in our lives is a product of our obedience. And this is why we say better is better than best. Better is better than best. Because if we were the best that we could be, then that is all that we would ever be. If we were the best that we could be, then that's all that we would ever be. But if every day we can be better than we were yesterday, then there's no limit to what we can become. 
There's no limit to what we can become. There's no limit to what God can do within us. This is called movement. This is movement. Listen, I should not be satisfied with the way I am right now if God says that I can be better. I should not be satisfied with what I have already done if God says I can do more. I should not be satisfied with where I am at if God says I can go further. Are you with me today? You know, Wednesday night was Valentine's Day, and April and Louise spoke a really awesome message together at our Wednesday night service. And, you know, because it was Valentine's Day, you know, they're, they're a married couple. They got up and they talked about the love chapter, the, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But what was really, you know, love is patient, love is kind, love is all that stuff. But well, here's what was really cool. And as they were saying this, I thought this was so cool because everything that they were saying ties directly into this value. Because what they were saying was, you read this chapter and love is this, love is this, and love is this, and you're thinking, man, I, I'm terrible at love. If love is all of these things. But here's the thing, we can't do all of those things perfectly, but we can focus on one thing at a time. We can focus on one thing and say, I'm gonna better myself at that. And once I get good at that, I'm gonna find something else to better myself at. And one by one, we can make ourselves better and better. Listen, better is better than best. Are you with me today? Better is better than best. These are the three, the three values within the category of activity. Faith, focus, and movement. We've got big dreams. Does anybody have big dreams? We've got big dreams and we take small steps. God's calling deserves our full attention and better is better than best. These are values that God has designed. These didn't come from pastors these didn't come from good leadership, and we've got great leadership here, but these didn't come from our leadership. These came from the Lord. These values came from God. These values came from the word of God. Elevate Ministries, you know, we put these values into action on the regular. We could be here literally for days if we look at all the times throughout the years of how we've put these into action um, in different ways. But let me, let me tell you something. In a very short time, Elevate, in a very short time, we're about to do it again. In a very short time, we're about to put these into action once again, because God has laid on our church a calling, a really powerful calling. How many know what I'm talking about? He's laid a call on our lives and, and some really big dreams that we have as a church. We've got some really, really big, big dreams this year. And in, in less than three weeks, I actually can't believe that it's less than three weeks. Our conference is in less than three weeks. But in three weeks' time, we're going to be rolling out those dreams for all of our church to hear. We've got some big dreams. Let me tell you something. Big dreams. How many like big dreams? I love hearing at every single conference, right at the end of the conference, and we talk about all the stuff that we're going to do. We start talking about all the stuff that's about to happen in the coming year. We've got some seriously big dreams big dreams. And you know something, because of our faith, because our faith is alive as a church, our faith is alive and it's active. We are immediately, we're going to start taking the steps that are necessary to take what we can't see and to, to look into our future and to see with God's eyes and to bring those things into reality. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it. We're going to take the steps that are necessary to bring those things into the reality. One of the steps that we're going to take is that our big give offering. Our big give offering. It's one of the most special Sundays that we have here at Elevate Ministries. And on that Sunday, March 17th, we are gonna come together as a family. 
not just our individual families, we're gonna come together as the family of Christ. We're gonna come together as his family and we're gonna put our faith into action. We're gonna put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. We're gonna put our, literally. We're gonna put our money where our mouth is. And we're gonna sacrifice from what we have in order to provide for what is needed to make these big dreams happen. And we're gonna do it together, together. We're gonna do it together, together. And you know, God is moved by sacrifice. He's moved by our sacrifice. It moves his heart. How powerful is sacrifice? Well, let's put it this way. It's because of sacrifice that your sins are forgiven. It's because of sacrifice that you can take your old ways and never have to worry about them again. It's because of sacrifice. It's the sacrifice that God made for us. And so we're gonna get together and we're gonna sacrifice together. I'd say sacrifice is pretty powerful. I'd say sacrifice is pretty powerful. And in following God's format, we're gonna sacrifice from what we have in order to achieve the result that God has placed on our hearts. And after that, let me tell you something, we're gonna start building. We're gonna start building. We're gonna start creating. We're gonna start designing. And we're gonna start including and engaging with each other. And your faith is gonna build my faith. My faith is gonna build your faith. And we are gonna be in unity together, together. Each one of us important in the body of Christ. And we're gonna start making it happen. How many believe that today? We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna bring what God's put on our hearts and put it into reality. It's an amazing thing. I love these three values. They're amazing values, amen. So today, if you're here today, I wanna to give a call that if anybody's here today and you, maybe you don't know Christ, you're not a believer, maybe you're hearing some of these things for the first time, or maybe you've heard these things a ton of times, I don't know. But I want you to know something. If you don't know the Lord, you're not walking with the Lord. Maybe you never have, maybe you have at one time, but you've kind of let go of what God has done in your life and kind of went your own way. But maybe you're coming to the realization that, man, I need to put God first again. Let me tell you something. God's call on your life deserves your full attention. There's nothing greater than living for Christ. There's nothing greater than putting God first. There's no, nothing greater than saying, God, you are the ultimate. Jesus, you are front and center in my life. Because when we implement the principles within God's word, all our whole life changes. Everything changes. Everything is better. Everything is better. So I wanna give a call right now for anyone that wants to give their life to the Lord. And I encourage you to answer this call because the enemy of your soul is gonna do everything that he can to stop you from raising your hand. He's gonna say, well, they're gonna embarrass you. He's gonna say, oh, don't do it. They're gonna embarrass, you're gonna be super embarrassed. It's not gonna happen. He's gonna try to stop you from making this decision. Let me tell you something today. It's the best decision you can ever make. So I don't know if there's anybody here that needs to make this decision, but I know everybody's head is up, everybody's looking around, and that's cool, because it's, it's a good thing for everybody to see this, and it's a good thing for you to show it to everybody that you're making a decision for Christ. So is there anybody out there today that you would say, I wanna give my life to Christ, and I wanna follow Jesus? Is there anybody out there that would take a step of, let's be honest, some serious faith, and say, I'm gonna raise my hand. I wanna give my life to Christ. Anybody out there, just raise your hand up right now. I don't know if there's anybody here today that needs to know the Lord that doesn't already know the Lord. Is there anybody out there at this moment you would say, I wanna give my life to Christ? Just waiting just a few more seconds. Anybody out there, all the way in the back, all the way to the sides, is there anybody at all that wants to give their life to Christ? Nobody, awesome. Well, that means that we're all in the same place today. That's awesome. 
I'm, I'm excited because I believe that every one of us can put these values into action in our lives, even starting today. I believe that this is something that is a here and now kind of a message. It's a message that you and I can walk out of these four, these, these four walls today and we can say, okay, I'm gonna start finding things to better myself. We can say, saying, I'm gonna start speaking my faith. I'm gonna start speaking into someone else's life and other people are gonna speak into my life and together, together, we can move forward as a body of Christ. Let's stand up to our feet. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the values that you've placed on our heart. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the values that you've given to us, Lord Jesus. They are directly out of your word, Lord, and they are powerful. These values are powerful, Lord Jesus, because when we implement them, everything changes. Lord, when we implement your principles in our lives, every Everything begins to change. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd give each and every one of us boldness. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give each and every one of us a drive to say, I don't want to stay here where I am. I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to do more. I want God to do something greater through me. I'm not okay with where I am. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you help us to look into, into the future. Lord, help us to see with the eyes of your spirit, Lord Jesus. Lord, you're a multiplying God. And Lord, the possibilities, Lord, that you hold are so much greater than anything that we can see in the natural. So Lord, help us to see supernatural options, eternal options. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd give us the strength and the ability to bring those options and make them happen right here in the present. Lord, we love you so much. Can you tell the Lord that you love him today? Come on, if you love the Lord, then open up your mouth and tell him today, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I am grateful to you. Jesus, I am so amazed by your awesome presence. I'm so grateful to you, Lord, for the conference that we have coming up. I'm so grateful to you, Lord, for the big give offering, Lord Jesus. Lord, I'm so grateful for your sacrifice. And because you sacrificed, Lord, I will sacrifice, Lord Jesus. God, we're following in your format. And we love you today. And we thank you, Lord, for all of these things. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. 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 Thanks for joining in with us today here at Elevate. God bless you as you go. Let's speak our faith to each other and let's move forward in our lives and be better every single day. God bless you. And don't forget, tonight at 6 p.m. is the conference crew happening in the vault. Don't miss it. Everyone is invited.